Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. This is the Pet Shop Boys called West End Girls. The entirety of this song, which was a breakthrough moment in the world of music, is all synthesizer, artificial sounds. One of the great rock songs of the 80s. By the way, I have no idea what the difference between a West End and an East End is either. But if you live in London, I'm sure it's a big deal. I still don't know why it's West Covina. Is there an East Covina? They should do a song. West Covina Girls. That's, that should be the song. With a, Covina. With a sound. <laughs> the, the, the synthesizer sound. wonder what it would sound like. Here, here's our new hit, West Covina Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the Pet Shop Boys move to Los Angeles. Their new song, West Covina Girls. <laughs> now I want you to hear an amazing analysis of a throwing, of a football throwing machine. And again, there's more going on here than just throwing a football. It's artificial, but it allows you to get more time in than having a quarterback throw you the ball over and over. If you're a receiver, the more reps, the better you get. It's an awesome story of innovation as well. I have patents because I went to the operating room frustrated. Can I make this better? And now I have six patents on tools that are used all over the world. That was a bucket list for me to have a patent of the many things I wanted to do with my life. And it's an awesome feeling to, you'll hear even in these sound bites, to scribble the idea on a cocktail napkin. And then two years later, it's got a barcode and they're buying it all over the world. You own an idea. Awesome. Here's the story of the artificial turf in sports, but in a different area, throwing the, the football. Butch Paulson was a little leaguer when his father, John, invented a machine to help him become a better hitter. He came out in 1971 with the Jugs curveball pitching machine. And then in 1974, he started working on the football machine. Raymond Berry, the Hall of Fame receiver, was one of the first people to see it. He just fell in love with it, and since then, it's become almost a standard piece of equipment. The Jugs football machine cost $2,600, and according to Paulson, they've sold more than 25000 with a client list that includes every NFL team. Everybody used to always say, why do you stay on the jug machine? Why do you stay on the jug machine? It's because I'm implementing me being in the game, catching a pass without somebody having to be there to throw me great passes. So here's the beginning of the story. You a fan of the jugs machine? Love the jugs machine. That's Andy Reid. Yeah. I think we lead the league in jug machines. We've uh, made a huge investment in jugs machines. I think we have probably eight to ten of them. We have a term of uh, old Bruce Lee movie, you know, like I fear the man not with 10,000 kicks, but has one kick who's done it 10,000 times. Like that's catching the jugs over and over and over again to get your skills really right. It's a hell of an invention, but I have no idea who invented it or where it started. But whoever did for football, great invention. That's right. Well, here's, here's who invented it. That distinction would go to the father of this man, Butch Paulson, president of Jug Sports in Tualatin, Oregon. Tualatin. This is command central for Jug Sports. It's kind of almost Norman Rockwell-ish, but my dad, he loved baseball. 
Initially, he bought a machine for me to practice with. This is the 60-year-old man talking about him being a little leaguer. But the dad came home, just like Ed Sable, who started NFL Films. He just wanted to take movies of his son Steve Sable and created, ended up creating the greatest football film library of all time. And he looked around and purchased what he thought was the state of the art at the time. And my dad, being kind of an inventor type, saw once we got the machine that, boy, I, I can do a lot better than this. And he did. He designed the first machine literally on a cocktail napkin. Made a prototype, and then the rest was history. But what got him into it was his desire just to help me, his kid, become a better player. That's awesome. We all benefit from that, Butch. The name of John Paulson's new company also came from the baseball diamond. My dad, growing up, he was a pitcher in college, and a curveball back then in the 20s was called a jug, a jug-handled curve. My dad applied that to the machine that he had designed, and it just kind of stuck. Look at all those guys on the jugs. I just want to see you on the jugs. Is that a jug machine? Jug sold its first football machine to the Baltimore Colts in 1975. Mm. But it took a while for football's ultimate catching contraption to catch on. They were using it mostly for punt return practice, and they weren't using it for receivers that much. It wasn't until more recent years when the game has become more pass-oriented that sales have taken off. Chris Carter, I got to give him a lot of credit. I think he was the one who uh, really kind of paved the way. Now listen to Chris Carter. Give full credit to the Jugs Machine for getting him into the Hall of Fame. Since about midway through my career, I've always owned the Jugs Machine. I always had one in my garage. Because you might not have an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre sitting around, but if you got that Jugs Machine, you can get some work in. I've always been addicted to Jugs Machine. Like, it was a bad day if I only caught 100 balls on the jugs machine. I didn't think there was a tool that helped me concentrate and catch the ball better. And when I got into the one-handed catching and starting to practice that, that just took my game to a whole nother level. Hmm. So when you see my Hall of Fame clip, you see a one-handed grab in there. You'll see that because of the routine that I had on a daily basis. You'll watch me grab one right below the goalpost. That's because the drills that we did when we shot the ball higher in the red zone and we were able to get to that exact height there, the toe tap on the sideline, the back of the end zone. The jugs machine, it made me do that better. You're it doesn't get more artificial than a machine throwing you and spinning a ball Bob Stenner told me this machine can actually mimic a right-handed versus a left-handed quarterback throwing you the ball. It can do all kinds of things. Brain takes pictures, so you see the ball coming like a flash. Within the jugs machine, I was able to, I was able to cover all the spots that I could physically get a ball thrown to me. Once I got into the game, there wasn't a blind spot that I have. I've seen that ball. I've caught that ball hundreds and hundreds of times. Listen to Butch Paulson talk about and reference Odell Beckham Jr., who started this whole thought process in my head. It's become such a 
part of training in the game now that these players are getting creative. They're trying to figure out every awkward position they can be in in a game situation and still catch the ball. Some of the stunts that you see some of the players doing just for fun to challenge themselves, we would have never even dreamed of. I've seen Odell Beckham get like 10 yards away from the machine and then with every pass he'll creep in a yard, creep in a yard, creep in a yard and he's just and it's astounding to have reflexes and the strength and hands to do what he can do. When the Molcajete becomes a food processor, it becomes a jugs machine in sports. That's what we're talking about today. Saving time, being more uniform. There is a place for artificial, artificial turf. It may not all be good. It may lead to more injuries. But there's a reason we do it, to try to fight with time. And speaking of time, coming up next, I'll take you into the operating room. We'll do some clap revision. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Mocahete Show, the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.